0: Hello, my name is Eugenia Jordan. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer for Telecom Info Project. And I believe that the services that will run over 5G will save the world.
1: This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World? The podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. Before we get into the 5G discussion, we'd like to take a moment to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust Questionnaire. Eugenia, are you ready for those?
0: As ready as I can be.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, question number one. What is the trait you most deplore in others?
0: That is a really good question. Um, I deplore lack of integrity. So... During COVID, I got hooked on Brainy Brown, and I read multiple um, books of Brainy Brown. My favorite was Dare to Lead, and back then she had a hub on her website, and there was a list of values. There was about fifty of them, and she encouraged her readers, website visitors. To figure out the two values that matter the most to them and i realized that the values i live by is integrity and courage and i also as i look back at my life history my work history i realized that the situations where i had conflicts with people or i was frustrated or upset it was when people were lacking integrity. And um, that's why that is the most important value to me, the most important quality in a person, in a personal interaction or a business interaction.
1: All right, and question number two, what is your most treasured possession?
0: Oh my goodness, this is such a great question. So um, I know what it is. I moved so many times in my life. I moved from Russia to Canada in 95. Then I moved from Canada to the US in 2000. And when I thought about what those possessions might be, One thing kept popping in my mind, it's an album that I created for my mom when I moved her with me to Canada in 96. It's an album of old pictures from grandparents, great-grandparents, my mom growing up in the UK, my grandfather working in Egypt, me as a baby. What that album symbolizes for me is where I came from, So, and that's why I want to save it because it always reminds me where I came from, who my ancestors were, how courageous they were, what they did for me to become successful in another country, in another century. And it is very important for someone to know what their roots are, where they came from. And that's why I want to save it. So my son will have it. If there was a fire in the house, I'm going to grab that album and I'm going to run out um, because I want my son to have it, his grandchildren to have it. So maybe in 100 and 150 years, it will be passed um, through his family and they will remember that they came from very strong Slavic people and they can endure and they can persevere through anything.
1: And question number three, Eugenia, what do you consider your greatest achievement?
0: Oh, my God. That is a really, really good question. And if you asked me yesterday, it would have been probably a very different answer. But today, I am proud um, that I've raised, my husband and I, we've raised a really good human being that supports his friends. And um, he appreciates all the freedoms that this country has to offer. And the reason I'm saying it, because he turned 18 in September yesterday was his first voting opportunity. And he did research and he thought very carefully about his vote. Um, because he knows it's going to affect how this company is going to be governed in the last in, in the next 2 to 4 years so having someone who's this thoughtful this caring and also exercising his freedoms in this country i'm super proud he's my biggest accomplishment biggest achievement and i cannot wait see where life takes him.
1: So, Eugenia, to start with, maybe you can tell our audience a little bit about the Telecom Info Project and your role with the organization as chief marketing officer.
0: Thank you so much. So, I've been with Telecom Info Project, or TIP, for a couple of months now. And what attracted me to the organization is its mission to make sure that open and disaggregated innovation happens in this industry, from open RAN to open core to open Wi-Fi to open transport. So what Telecom Infra project does differently than any other industry organizations, like Oran Alliance, for example, Telecom Infra is a community. It's a community of vendors, mobile operators, system integrators. And we work as a community to test and validate solutions, create blueprints that are ready for deployments. We have multiple blueprints available on our exchange, multiple products that have been badged and validated. And the result of the work that tip does of badging, validating, blueprinting, is that mobile operators can deploy those solutions in multiple places or scenarios. The motto is test once, deploy many.
1: So you and I were recently in Madrid for the Fuse event, and uh, that brought together a lot of important stakeholders, not just in Open RAN, but in this larger community of network disaggregation. Maybe you could tell our audience a little bit about the idea behind the event and reflect on some of the the key points or announcements that came out of it.
0: It was a great event, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: I had a blast.
0: Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so it was a huge team effort, and I'm so glad that um the event brought so many key stakeholders in the community because there is we're on a cusp of moving this telecom industry forward and it was absolutely amazing to hear what vendors and mobile operators were saying because the key themes were that it's happening. Open and disaggregated, open RAN, RIC, automation, cloud native architectures, open transport is happening. The second theme what, what was very interesting is the commitment from mobile operators to deploy open and disaggregated solutions that were tested and verified by TIP. And we heard it from Vodafone and Telefonica and Orange right at the event. And the last one is the need for upskilling of the industry because this Animal, this new cloud-native open and disaggregated world is what it is. It's new. And there's not a lot of places where you can learn how to build those architectures, what the interfaces are, what the APIs are between different components. And this was actually one of the big announcements at the um, show made by TIP with our partners, um, Vodafone, Meta, Accenture, Orange, Deutsche Telekom, and also um, Remedy Labs, Spirant, NSC, Rebecca Intel, Analog Devices, and IBM, and Accenture. So this operators and vendors, they came together to extend the offering of TIP Academy. So what is TIP Academy? It's basically Udemy, Coursera, open and disaggregated solutions. And that's why we brought the best partners to help us develop the next level of content. Right now we have Open RAN module. There will be open optical modules, RIC modules, telco cloud, automation modules added. So, the industry can get upskilled and move itself forward. Let's
1: talk a little bit more uh, around this whole conversation going on within telecoms about how the move to cloud native and programmable disaggregated networks is kind of prompting a need to realign workforce. And, you know, for our audience, I'll timestamp this recording. This morning we heard from Meta that they were laying off uh, eleven thousand employees and Eugenia before we started recording you and I were were discussing you know these are the type of people with the software expertise the cloud expertise that that telecom needs so just kind of curious to to understand a little bit more about how you see the telecom workforce evolving and how you think about TIP's role, the role of TIP Academy in in facilitating this uh, transition to new types of skills?
0: That is a very good question, and I'm gonna answer with the second part. Um, There is no programs out there available to learn about Cloud Native or Open RAN on different levels from associate to professional level. TIP Academy is the only platform. And the other one is right now, the TIP Academy is only available to companies, but we soon will be opening it up for individuals as well. So people can up, get upskilled or learn new skills and bring them back to their companies because what's been happening in telecom and it's um, it's understandable, it's growing pains. Um, if we look at any telco organization, there are two groups. There's an IT group that moved to cloud native 10 years ago, 15 years ago. They operate on CICD principles, They have caught servers running their software. So it's all done. And then there is this monolithic world of wireless infrastructure. So the skill is already exist in the telco organization. The wireless group needs to be open. Needs to be, and I know pun intended, needs to be open to learning new skills. And it can only happen with um, fresh blood. So there's the talent available on the market and telcos would be, it would be very smart of them if they could utilize those best data and AI and ML analysts and engineers to transform their operations.
1: Now, I'd like to circle back to, what you were discussing around TIP's role as facilitator of of test and validation for deployment-ready solutions, and as you said, this is all about avoiding duplication of effort and the costs, both in money and time, that, that come with that. I thought one of the interesting announcements out of Fuse was this strengthened collaboration between TIP and ORAN Alliance and the framework for Speeding up that test and validation process. Just briefly for our audience, ORAN Alliance develops specifications that are then adopted by companies in the space, put into products. Then a lot of those companies work through TIP to develop these standards compliant deployment ready solutions. So maybe you can just talk us through this collaborative framework, uh, particularly the interoperability testing and verification piece, and then what that might mean for accelerating adoption of these solutions.
0: Uh, Absolutely. So if we look at what mobile operators have to deal with today, is they went from three vendors or five vendors with monolithic architectures to 50-plus vendors across RU, DU, CU, RIC, transport. Uh, cell-side gateways, routers. With 50 components, there's probably 500 combinations. So it is impossible, or it will take a lot of time and funds, to test all those 500 options. So the way TIP works is we collect the requirements from global mobile operators, and in the spring of this year, there was a uh, requirement list of requirements from leading global operators in Europe, then uh, many operators joined. So they give those requirements to TIPS project groups and project groups, OpenRAN or RIG or Open Optical. They develop the roadmaps based on those requirements through the vendor community. And then those solutions, based on the requirements, they get tested. So at the end, mobile operators get what they exactly asked for, based on the requirements, tested and validated, that they can deploy for a particular use case.
1: Hi everyone, this is Sean. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that this episode of Will 5G Change the World is presented in partnership with NetScout. NetScout provides a clear, complete, end-to-end view across any cloud or service. Gain the visibility needed to accelerate, transform, and innovate your services. Learn more about NetScout's approach to visibility without borders at netscout.com. Now let's get back to our interview. So if you think on a kind of three- to five-year time horizon. Where do you see Open RAN evolving? How do you see TIP evolving along with it? And just this is my example, but it came up during a panel session that I moderated at Fuse. Thank you for the invitation, by the way. I really enjoyed uh, getting to participate. But the member of the audience asked the panel if ORAN Alliance and TIP were thinking about drawing in voices from vertical industries like manufacturing or ports to get input from them as to what they need in solutions. And to me, you know, obviously that really would complicate things because it's a big area, but in the context of of 5G as an engine for industry 4.0, it does make a lot of sense. But like I said, that's just kind of my example of what this might look like over a longer period of time. I'd love to hear how you're thinking about it.
0: Good question. Um, Industry 4.0 is already happening. Um, We actually made an announcement this week. We developed a blueprint for 5G private networks with all the services on um, top of the architecture with um, VR and AR to um, optimize the experiences. So it's already happening. And if we look at one to two to three to five years, So, right right now, we're approaching the 10 years of 5G. The industry is already talking about 6G and even 7G. So, 6G architectures, they will be definitely open and disaggregated. As for 5G, open RAN... And open optical, I don't want to just talk about open RAN because it's, if you open your RAN, but then you don't open up your core or you don't open up your um, automation or transport, um, you're not embracing openness and disaggregation. So open RAN is a hot topic because... It's the it's where mobile operators spend the most funds. It's very capital and operational expense inten- in in intensive. In, 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 in. So there are initiatives, especially in the US. There are initiatives supported by the government. Reap and replace chips act that will help with adoption of Open RAN because those initiatives will help with innovation, especially in the industries that got moved out of the US. And this is where TIP will play its role because we are talking to different partners about establishing innovation hubs in the US. So, If I would say, if I had a crystal ball, I would say those type of initiatives will help to accelerate Open RAN in the U.S. In the other parts of the world, if we look at emerging markets, Africa, for example, Open RAN will probably be widely deployed probably in two years from now because right now, it's addressing the low-cost rural deployments, but then it's going to go be deployed for other use cases. And if we look at Asia PAC, what we're seeing the market trends in Asia PAC is there is a lot of vendor innovation happening there. For example, TIP is very involved in the initiative called Built in India. And there is a lot of open and disaggregated products coming out of that initiative. So, to answer your question, going back to it, in one year, we'll see more deployments. Uh, we're going to move away from trials into actual deployments. It's U.S., it's emerging markets like Africa, it's APAC. In three years, when we start developing standards and vendor roadmaps and operator requirements for 6G, we're not even gonna be asking if we need open and disaggregated. It will be a standard.
1: So now I'd like to maybe revisit the core premise of the program today. You told us at the the top of the show, you believe that the services 5G will enable will help change the world. In our discussion around Industry 4.0, you rightly pointed out that it's happening today and, and happening more and more quickly and more and more globally. So how does TIP fit into all this? How does network disaggregation fit into this story of driving Kind of foundational changes in, in how and where and to what end people and businesses access broadband?
0: Great question. Um, connectivity, access to broadband, wireless is um, a human right. So if we look at two aspects, how humans connect and how businesses connect. Um, There are two different driving forces behind those initiatives. And if we look at the Industry 4.0, it's about productivity, it's about reducing the cost and making businesses more efficient Flexibility, work flexibility, working from home or working from anywhere is here to stay. So offering services um, like virtual reality, VR, um, so people don't have to travel and see, for example, the company or factory across the world is here to stay. Financial services will benefit from new in open and disaggregated is infrastructure as well, because their services run on that infrastructure. Health services will, or health companies will benefit from those services um, as well. So the industry 4.0, the mission of industries, and the reason, I believe, they will be using open and disaggregated, because they wanna deliver choice to their end users, to their consumers, to their customers. And to build choice in their offerings, they need to have a choice how they build their networks.
1: Well, to borrow a line from Brene Brown, Only when diverse perspectives are included, respected, and valued can we start to get a full picture of the world, and I think TIP is a very important forum that brings together those diverse perspectives, so Eugenia, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today and tell us about the work you and your colleagues and members are doing.
0: Thank you for inviting us.